Hi everybody, Tim from Ski Rex Media once again with a brand new episode of the Ski Rex Media Podcast. How awesome is it that during season three of the podcast that I have not missed a single week yet? Last season and in the first season, my first outing with the podcast, I missed a few weeks. I missed a couple um, and didn't get episodes out. And so far, I've been doing so well, I'm actually weeks ahead when I'm recording this little intro and the episode that you're about to watch or listen to. It is October 18th, a Saturday, Sunday, Monday. It is a Monday, October 18th. <laughs> Case of the Mondays. Great. All kidding aside, all playing around aside, yes, we're a few weeks ahead, but that's okay because there's nothing time-specific on this episode. This episode features another brand new interview, as they all have so far, with Adam Sauerwein, a photographer, a fan traveler, a host of his own podcast, which makes this a sequel episode, which we'll get into. But first, the shameless plug portion of the podcast. Yes, I do have to do these, even though... If you're if you're if you're a fan if you're if you've been a fan a recurring fan you already know how to follow or already do follow Ski Rex Media on the big three social media Facebook Twitter and Instagram at Ski Rex Media on all of them plus LinkedIn is new so if you dig on that check that out as well and if you are interested in being a bigger part of the program by supporting the program viewers like you kind of like uh, public television and radio viewers and listeners like you. Head over over to the Patreon. There's extra content, including the Biff Reels, the outtake reels, watch me make mistakes. Um, there as well as the um merch shop, skirexmediamerchshot.com, or head to skirexmedia.com to get links to all this stuff. It it is all there now, but it will you will see it change as I update the website when I finish the design, which I thought I had, and then I think it's too complicated of a design, which the coding has been difficult, which because I'm a very amateur coder, but I think I'm going to simplify it and put it out. I think it'll be better for navigation. I think it'll look better in the end. I just think it'll be better, right? Right. Now that the shameless plugs are, and please do follow, share, subscribe, all that good stuff and like, and when you're through with the episode, go ahead and rate it, leave comments, all that stuff. I love the interaction and you know that five-star ratings on Apple podcasts. So there you go. Um, in any case, speaking of podcasts, this is a sequel episode. Um, a few weeks ago, we did have talked to Adam Jabber on this podcast. He's from Out of Bounds Podcast, the host of it. That was a fun interview. I'm sure you all saw it by now. Um, if not, go back and check that out. But he referred to the other Adam, and this is that other Adam, which you'll hear in the intro, the actual intro as well. Um, Adam Sourwine, Buffalo, New York native, host of the Pursuit Podcast on the Out of Network. Please pardon my chair. Let me do that again. He's host of the Pursuit Podcast on the Out of Net Collective Network over there. That's part that the Out of Bounds Podcast is part of, and probably the lead show since they're it's the Out of Bounds Podcast and the Out of Collective. Links will be in the description for all of that, so you can check that out. And we had a good time, Adam and I, Adam S, as opposed to Adam J, um, Adam S. We had a good time. We talked about all kinds of stuff. We talked about Buffalo, New York, his hometown. We talked about hashtag uphill skiing. We talked about his photography and we talk about all kinds of stuff. And I think you'll really enjoy this one. Really cool guy. Really good episode. A lot of fun um, and could have gone on even longer. But even I have to cut him short sometimes. But we'll check in with him more during the season. But let's check in with him now as I now give you the actual interview. Adam Sauerwine from the Pursuit Podcast. Check it out. I really liked it, as I said. Enjoy it. And I will see you on the other side, whether you're listening or watching. 
For those fans of the Ski Rex Media Podcast, this is kind of a sequel episode, kind of. Um, we had the other Adam a couple weeks ago, a few weeks ago, so now we'll go to the other Adam, who was referenced, I do believe, as the other Adam by the other Adam. Um, Adam Sauerwein, how are you doing, sir? I'm great. How are you? Awesome, awesome, awesome. I see in the background you have just as nice a day outside as I do. See the sun coming in. Very nice. Um, since since we talked about this being a, a sequel to the last one, why don't you uh, go ahead and tell us who you are and what you do? So uh, it's it's first off, it's weird because I, I host a podcast for anyone who doesn't know. I host the Pursuit podcast, which is on the Out of Collective yep. now, uh, which is formally out of bounds. So that's all changing and it's all I don't know. I don't know how to describe that, but it's <laughs> funny to intro because I record podcasts every week and sure how funny it is to be on this end to be like, Hey, tell me who you are. And I'm like, I, I have no idea. So uh, <laughs> my name is Adam Sauerwine. Most people on the internet know me as Mr. Adam X. Sure. And I now host a weekly podcast called the pursuit podcast, which is on the out of collective. Sure. Uh, so I am a sequel. Well, this is a sequel episode because Again, very confusing <laughs> that there is, there are, I don't know, two Adams. There's Adam Jabber, who's the creator of the Out of Bounds podcast and creator of the Out of Collective, which has now become a series of podcasts. So we have the Pursuit podcast, which was like his first brainchild, and then Big Stick Energy, mm -hmm. And then coffee van and chats. So now it's become a whole conglomerate of we've become a network. We've become a channel almost. Sure. So how I fell into that, I was a guest on Jabber's show. Uh, why anyone wanted to hear from me, I have no idea. My little background, I don't know how far deep you want to go. I can ramble forever. So go for it, bro. Uh, I bought a school bus and converted it and was a ski bum. And we had a web nice. series. I did it with Corey Potter and it was called, it was actually called the pursuit. Uh, okay. so that's still streaming on Vimeo. I think we're going to put it back on YouTube on like the out of collective. So more people can see it, but it was basically just a feel good web series. It wasn't ski porn necessarily. It wasn't like, I'm not a good skier. I'm a skier and I ski fairly well, but I'm not a pro skier. So I couldn't, sure. I wasn't going to get that angle of like people wanting to watch me ski, but I'm yeah. a great storyteller. And with Corey Potter behind the camera, he's an even better storyteller. So we just, the bus was just this symbol that was like, go do what you want to do. Cause life is short yeah. is really what it ended up being. Uh, so I was, an, I was jabber had me on as a guest and we shot the shit. And then a couple, oh, I don't know if I can swear, but a couple years later, he asked me if I wanted to host my own show. Mm -hmm. And that's leading me to where we are now. So I'm 35, 40 episodes deep now. So almost nice. almost at a year. And it's been really great. Uh, the reception's been really good. I think I'm getting better at it. But nice. that's debatable. <laughs> All right. I, I mean, think my, if, go ahead. If people are listening, that's good enough. You yeah. Have to be good. Just people have to like it. And it's funny for anyone who hasn't been on a podcast like you we could sit here we, we've never met and have a conversation for hours and totally. then you press record and mm -hmm. your brain just is like where am i 
Like you like black out for a minute and like people, Absolutely. people reference episodes and like they message me and DM me and they're like, Oh, that thing you said. And I was like, I have no idea what I said. <laughs> I don't know if you have this same, if that ever happens. You know what? It's interesting that you bring it up because it's 100% true. Like, you know, we, we didn't get into too much talking before I hit record this time. Typically, it happens for me at the end. Um, actually, I just finished up about an hour ago talking to John Emery from Alpine X. And, you know, we talked, we talked, we talked, went for about an hour-ish, which, you know, about my average. And then I stopped the record button. I can kind of remember what went on, but we just kept chatting. So it's it's gone. It's kind of like a blackout. It, it's very, maybe not exactly what you're talking about, but very similar. Um, absolutely. And it, it, like you said, it's kind of weird being on the other side. I've been a guest on a podcast twice on a different podcast, the highfalutin ski bombs podcast. And it's kind of awesome being on that end though, because it's even less thought than what I'm doing now. You know, I mean, I love to talk. I could talk to anybody about anything all day, every day, whatever. I don't care. But, um, when you have to prepare a little bit, it, 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 it's so much easier just not to have to prepare, you know? Yeah, and it's just, it's, I don't know, talking about yourself is easy, or it's sure. Should. Like, I don't know, I have enough info in my brain about myself. It's the only thing I actually know anything about, really. Sure. <laughs> so, but it's, um, yeah, I don't know. It's funny. I, I mean, I'm conscious. I know what's going on, but like people yeah. bring up things and I'm like, I don't know, especially if you have a whirlwind of a day. And this isn't a complaint, yeah. but like, you know, you interviewed someone prior to this and you might interview someone after this and you're like, man, I, you have to be on. So it's, yeah. just, it's just funny to shed light on it, to be like, I have no idea what we talked about. I think it was good. I don't think anyone said anything regrettable. Yeah. <laughs> and and go, even if they did, <laughs> I mean, and you're not wrong. It actually, um, Jabber, he, he put up something when I was plugging his episode, he, he put up some uh, comment on Twitter or something like that or retweeted, whatever it was. He's like, I, I don't know what I talked about, but I'm sure it was dumb. And I was like, you know, and that's kind of what you're saying. Cause I'm not, I'm not trying to be a dick, but I don't remember either. No, I think it's just like this weird slew of emotions you go even i mean we could take it as simple like we're not like not a podcast but public speaking sure. if anyone's taking a public speaking class or even in high school public speaking yeah I, you just black out and it's not the term blackout isn't isn't the right term but you're just like i have no idea what i talked about i have no yeah. idea i think i nailed it but i don't know what i talked about so prepare Absolutely. for another hour of me just mumbling <laughs> that's fine hey listen i I like to try and keep it organic, man. It's just a hang. It's just me and you hanging. I'm not a pro broadcaster. I'm not a pro journalist. I did learn about journalism, but what do I know? I'm just some dope who likes to talk about snow sports and other things too. Um, you know, but those are other topics, you know, like Jabber and I, when we talked, we're like, you know, we almost got into the social aspects as in the social issues that the world is facing today, but we really didn't. And I said, I usually don't get into it. I can, and I do with people. I love a good debate. Why not? But, you know, I, I'll talk about anything, you know, we could talk and it's interesting talking to you. You know, I went to your website to learn more about you and I kind of, you know, I didn't go full bore, you know, stalker X crazy looking you up, but I did look around. Now you're a photographer by trade. Yeah, that was, uh, yes, it was no, I had no other choice because I didn't want to okay. work. 
<laughs> okay, fair enough. Not saying being a photographer is not work, but uh, yep. Back up. I went to school. I'll make this mm-hmm. real short and sweet. Uh, I went to college, got my degree in economic crime investigation and technology, which okay. is what who knows what that is. Uh, <laughs> it's a fast track to like a lot of the kids I went to school with went into like the FBI. There are all state troopers. It's kind of like a a glorified criminal justice degree is what it ends up being. Fair uh, enough. And then I left. I, I graduated and I got a job like I was supposed to out of college, got a company truck. Did the whole thing. I worked for an envir- environmental company, and I was like, "This is like I'm helping." Uh, and once you find out, at least for me, uh, <laughs> who was paying certain bills was like, you know, that's this is okay in this situation, but maybe not okay in this situation. Even though the situation's the same, mm-hmm. whoever was funding the project would change whether like that was okay or that wasn't. Gotcha. So gotcha. I didn't agree with that, and I hated working nine to five. So I was assisting weddings through all of this, through someone who I met. I was a cook. She was a bartender. Uh, We ended up bartending together, but lifelong friend, Sarah Heidinger, and she went to school for photo. I said, I'd make this quick, but it's long. Uh, Go for it, man. It's your time. Yeah. So, well, no one cares about the background of this, but that's how (laughs) I started assisting and I started shooting with her. And then we were in business for 10 years together uh, we have parted ways on good terms. Just she owns a coffee. She's doing our thing. She doesn't photograph weddings as much as I still do. So my bread and sure. butter is weddings. Uh, not self-taught. Definitely an internship type okay. of program. Uh, you know, I was a I was a sponge. There's that term like be a sponge. I absorbed everything from Sarah, and I think I helped push Sarah along the way as I got better. You know, okay. you get stuck in your not stuck in your ways, but like you, you know, I have a, I have someone who photographs with me now and they're always doing all these things. And I'm like, why are you doing all that? And then I look at his photos and I'm like, Oh, that extra step is now pushing me because he's, he's trying, you know, sure. I say trying, I try it every wedding. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah. So I'm a photographer because I didn't want to work. I didn't want to clock in. I wanted to go somewhere work when I want to work book and make my own schedule. And I've created that life for me. So 15 years later, I'm still doing it. That's awesome. But that is awesome. Um, getting to do what you want to do the way you want to do it in a way that's not the nine to five grind that everybody kind of, some people thrive in it. Some people love it. There was a time I loved it. Um, but you know, doing that stuff kind of stinks after a while sometimes and you know whatever it is um now weddings are your bread and butter and i've looked you do a great job um definitely some nice stuff up there in fact adam does have his own website obviously um which is right there and you can look at all of his stuff um in fact we can there we go and uh so yeah you can look at him it's right there you can see it it'll be linked obviously um a lot of good stuff now have as part of your pursuit series, which I didn't realize was you. So that's how investigate, how much of an investigative guy I, I couldn't even figure it out. I know I watched them. I know it. Like I, I do remember that, but didn't put two and two together. And you're not the first person that's happened to, by the way. Um, but whatever, actually Mike Rogie, he, uh, was talking about a project. I was like, wait, dude, that was you. That was awesome. <laughs> um, but same thing here. Um, do you, have you gotten, Weddings may be your bread and butter, but is action sports photography, as I've heard it called, is that a thing you do? 
Uh, I did it a lot when I was, I hate saying when I was younger, but when I was younger, I was trying a lot harder to get into that world. Sure. And now I still do it a little bit. Like I, so I worked for Red Bull for a couple of years. I was never okay. like the guy by any means, but I, sure. um, you know, I photographed a bunch of events for Red Bull and I photographed, um, what is now called enduro cross, which is indoor motocross, which I'm super passionate about. Nice. Um, it, I did it. I, I was in that world. I worked for drift. I don't know if you remember that company called drift, uh, like. drift innovation was a POV camera company when they were like, okay, become it like GoPro wasn't GoPro yet. They were on like yeah. two or three. So the space wasn't taken yet completely. Uh, so okay. I worked for this company out of the UK called drift innovation and they had a US. Yeah, I remember them. So I did a bunch of stops with them and tours with them and used their cameras, but also might not point of view camera to showcase their stuff. And I don't know. Cause I, I like it. I enjoy it. I still do it, but I also really like doing those activities. Like I am a yeah. dirt biker and I am a skier and I, I'm not the guy who brings his camera everywhere. So the, sure. the wedding world for me is constant, you know, consistent income that I really enjoy doing. And that allows me to put my camera away to go skiing or recently mountain biking and dirt biking and hiking i was never the guy who just brought his camera everywhere so sure I, I do enjoy it i would photograph more but there's not a ton of money in it there's a small space yeah. for money in it when you're at the top you're you know it's just like any almost any professional thing like major league baseball players make a ton of money but yeah. the guy playing for the AAA team, who's probably an amazing athlete, mm -hmm. isn't making that much money. So, no. and that's where I always fell when it came to action sports. And I don't know if it was gotcha. because I wasn't bringing my camera. Those guys are bringing their cameras everywhere. They're mm -hmm. always photographing. And I'm like, oh, I'll photograph for five minutes. And then I'm going to fire up my dirt bike and I'm going to go ride it because I can't yeah. watch people. So my bread and butter is weddings. Uh, I do some product work. Uh, but definitely weddings has become the the bread and butter. And it's fun because I can kind of live, not live two lives. And I'm not, I'm a nobody by any means. But sure. like every once in a while, I'll get like a fan at a wedding and they'll be like, you're Mr. Adam X. And I'm like, I am. I'm also a <laughs> wedding photographer. And it's not about me today. It's about these guys. So <laughs> it's kind of, it's neat that I can separate them. And then when I go skiing or what anything, I can just go and enjoy that. That's awesome. And I, and I love that. Um, I, I like the, I like the way you reference yourself as a nobody. I do that all the time. I say, dude, I'm a nobody. Who the hell am I? And, uh, I have a whole other thing about that whole theory or whatever about being nobody's nothing weird. Just, I think people want their 15 minutes too much. Just be who you are, you know, have a good time. Um, yeah, it good. I've just, I mean, I've been fortunate when it comes to, to having my 15 minutes of fame and I'm, and I'm happy, but I'm not doing it for anything else. Like the pursuit thing wasn't the, the series wasn't for anybody, but us, we posted it and it went, it, I mean, everyone picked it up. TGR picked it up. Free skier mm -hmm. picked it up. Like it was, I hate saying viral, but it was viral. We've got, you know, we had over half a million views it was getting picked up places and like I had sponsors, which is cool. And I still have sponsors, but like those sponsors yeah. aren't cause I'm a good skier. 
because yeah. like I'm a good I like to think because I'm a good human and I'm marketable because of that. Yeah, like I, I like. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. Um, I like that you also openly admit to not being a good skier and to, you know, Jabber said the same thing. He's like, I'm not great. And I say all the time, I'm not great. Here we are. We talk about it. And I think there's an expectation sometimes like, oh, you guys talk about it. You must be out there with with everybody who's doing flips and spins and free ride world tour and all this other stuff. I like, bro, I've never skied outside of the East Coast. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm just here <laughs> to talk about it because I like it excuse me. So I love that. You, you, you know, it, it's very great. Now with the pursuit series, that was a couple years ago now, wasn't it? Or more. Was yeah, that more? It was almost five. Yeah. Five, six years ago. Yeah. And again, I didn't make the connection there, but I did see it and it was via someone else. Maybe it was TGR. Uh, maybe it was unofficial. Maybe it was whoever it was. I mean, it might even snow brains. Like you said, everybody covered it and it felt like a real honest to God planned and produced professional series. Like that's what it felt like, but it kind of seems like it wasn't, it was like you all just went and did it cause you could, is that accurate? Is that stupid? Yeah. We didn't have like a script or like a, yeah. we had a loose agenda as far as like, I have this bus, which is like yeah. a medium to tell a story. Cause you have to what, like, what's your, what's the catch, right? What's the, what's the draw? What's the niche? What's the, the hook and that was the hook like it's a bus anywhere you go it's a bus people love it because it's yeah. this big goofy thing and they want to be part of it um it's no different than going to a, a tailgate at a game like someone has a tailgate and that's like their you know pinto ron of the with the bills has the pin has the pinto that's like yeah. the gimmick you have to have a gimmick so that was that and Corey and i are just good friends and he was fresh out of college i believe so he and he went to school for that. So it was like, let's just tell a story. So he definitely like loft me some softball feeder questions sure. and just let me talk and then clipped it all up and turned it into a story. But there was never. I don't think we ever thought we were going to like be inspirational. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we ever planned that to be part of it. It was very just run and gun. And see yeah. what happens. And I think that's actually part of the beauty of it. Uh, you know, sometimes things, if they're too planned, like I always have my notebook here with stuff to say and whatever, but you know, and again, talking to Jabber, he's like, yeah, I don't do that. And I was like, yeah, yeah. The, the middle ground is, it's just organic that way. And what you guys did, I thought was just that it, it just felt real, almost like you were along for the ride, which is the goal of that type of filmmaking and storytelling. And you can tell when it's too forced. Um, you see it all the time. But that felt really good. Now, if your podcast has the same name, is it is it truly an offshoot of that? Because I'm so far behind on pod. Like, I'm not saying, I'm not saying he sucks. I'm not saying F this guy. I'm not listening to it. What I'm saying is I haven't gotten around to it yet. Um, is it an extension of that? Or is that just a coincidence that you use the same name? Or did it just sound cool to you in the shower one day? Well, the pursuit has slowly, like it's become me it's become my brand and it's everything that i believe in and i sure. love that you asked because i don't ever get to like define the pursuit uh, okay and to me and i still can't define the pursuit but the pursuit is like the pursuit to me is life that's sure. your life you're born and you're on the pursuit 
It's the pursuit of happiness. It's the pursuit of wealth. It's the pursuit of fun. It's the pursuit of a family and children. Like if that's what you like, it's your pursuit. So in my podcast or me in general, that's what my life is. I don't know what I'll be doing in five years, but I'm hopefully on the pursuit. And how do you define that? I don't know, but it's just kind of, it's a, it's a do what you love every day forever. Yeah. And that's what I'm trying to do with the podcast. And I'm still learning and growing and growing the podcast and finding its, its voice. But I'm trying to find people who are on the pursuit and who are doing things that they love to do. And I want to showcase them, whether it's, you know, we all know that, like, we all want our Cody Townsend's on the podcast. Right. And that's sure. Those are those are easy clicks. Everyone wants to hear what Cody Townsend has to say. Sure. But like, how do we find that artist who's made a career doing what they love every day and find and like finding their niche market and their following? And like that's what the story I'm trying to tell. Sure, I want the Cody Townsends, but I also yeah. want like not the small guys, but just the smaller represented voices. Yeah. And so far, I think I've succeeded. I'm, you know, constantly looking for people who are just crushing it, who are just doing what they love to do in their own way. And they find it and they don't have to be. I did Andrea Slusarski last week and she's a college professor. Yeah. But she's also an artist and she's a very successful artist who could probably quit teaching and just be an artist. Sure. And I think, but she doesn't want to because she enjoys teaching. So I think telling those type of stories are important. And like she just designed a snowboard for Coalition Snow. And like, wow, that's cool. But that's, that's exciting to me. So here's someone who's like staying passionate and like staying on their path of like their, to use the buzzword, their pursuit of like, I love snowboarding. This is what I love and this is what I want to be part of. So she's still part of this industry all while having that nine to five, having that normal, quote unquote, normal job. And she's just one example. But so the pursuit is just me. And I try to live that brand through and through and just like do what you love every day forever. If I had to define that, because I think we live in a world where people do what they're supposed to do and they don't do what they want to do. And I agree. I think and this might be the wrong way to put it, but. It's okay to be selfish and people are selfish in the wrong ways right now, but like I'm selfish to myself, to my personal health, to my, I have to go for a mountain bike ride today because I need to make that hour long commitment to go do that. And sure, I could go for five hours, but I don't have five hours to do that. So like being, and this is a whole side tangent, but that's what I want to like. That's what I want people to do. Be a little more selfish towards yourself. Don't like tell someone to F off and take their parking spot. Yeah. But, like make time for yourself and like, oh, well, I'm supposed to go to dinner with whatever and this and this. And it's like, you don't have to make those commitments if you don't want to. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with that, but I just, <laughs> it's, it's the constant struggle. It's always the pursuit. And that's what we're all on. That's just my term and how I define it. That's awesome. And that's a that's actually a wonderful thing for a couple of reasons. One of the reasons is that is a lesson that we all should at least consider learning, even if we don't 
play by it. You know, I, you know, not to get too much into my own background, because like I said, this is your time. But, you know, I didn't learn that lesson for years. Like I, I, I did great. I was successful at what I was doing. But, you know, and it had its good, you know, it's, it is what it is. And it was what it was. But, you know, you know, doing what you want and what you love to, for forever, that's a wonderful thing. And that ideal for some people, you bring up that ideal, that ideology, and people are like, that's some kind of hippie friggin' no, like you're, you're like, you're some kind of fucking asshole that doesn't want to do anything. And you said, you know, I don't want to do a nine to five, but you, you still are working. You're still a successful part of humanity. Like you're still doing it. You're just doing it your way. Um, selfish. I, I, I would say just be mindful of yourself. Like selfish is actually accurate here in a way. Um, selfish though, looked at more, like you said, or I think the thought behind it was that's typically a negative term. Exactly. And I don't think it's always negative. It's, you know, be mindful of yourself, like obviously have your world, but be mindful of yourself too. That's something you need to do. And that's something we all do. And it's something I push here at Skier X Media too. Everybody knows that. Uh, like I'm doing this, you know, this is what I do. Um, so similar to you. Um, but I like that you have people who are not only looking for taking on that pursuit, but in different parts of it, like you mentioned, an artist and a teacher, you know, on two paths there. Um, similarly, you like, I obviously, I mean, I haven't talked to Cody Townsend. I would, you know, sure. But, Ski Rex Media. I had Dan Egan. Everybody knows Dan Egan. Everybody loves that. He's the pioneering force behind the big mountain guys and the, you know, and that kind of thing. But another day, I talked to someone who's running a mountain. Another day, I talked to an artist. In two days, I'm talking to an, an artist who's done work in the ski industry. Like, I do keep it mostly about the ski industry, obviously, but. You know, I, I try to I try to get around and like you, who whatever pushes them. And if this is part of it, the industry, that's great. And it's obviously part of your life too. you ski, um, you, you know, and again, in pursuit, you can see that. And, you know, look, look, look at the man's social media. He, he does it. He's legit. Um, that is awesome, though, the, the pursuit and, and how you're getting that done. Um, you're doing that weekly. It's right? weekly feeding the machine, as Alex Kaufman would say. I'm just feeding yep. the machine. That's awesome. Uh, keep keep her keep her going, as I always say. Um, now I think it said you're from Buffalo, so snow is in your blood. Um, I don't know if you're from Buffalo, but you definitely live there. And on your social media, it says Buffalo, New York. Now I'm not. I, I I've been through there, not a lot of time there, but what I know is what a lot of people know is that that is that's sick, ridiculous snow. Like you know, we can brag all we want in Vermont about our long winters and stuff, but it's like Buffalo is where it's at. Yeah, I so I am born and raised in Buffalo. I will die in Buffalo. Um, nice. And I I love, I really do love Buffalo. And I travel a lot, so I'm fortunate in that aspect that I travel sure. so much that, like, I think that's why I appreciate Buffalo so much. Mm -hmm. But, like, we have four seasons, mm -hmm. and they're, that's important to me. Sure, uh, sure there's places that, have two seasons and that's cool. It's summer and winter and like, but like Buffalo has four seasons, but you can surf Lake Erie next week. Sure. It's like crazy. Like people are going to be surfing freshwater Lake Erie and then they'll be skiing in four weeks and they'll be skiing and mountain biking in the same day. And nice. you know, we have, I don't really care about pro sports teams, but like we have the Buffalo bills and we have the Sabres and we have 
the Bisons, which is a triple. Like we have everything that these big cities have, but we're still like this smaller city. Uh, you know, you can get everywhere in 20 minutes. It or yeah, I I am a huge fan of Buffalo, New York, and anyone who's never been here should visit because it's awesome. Our food is great. And we're not, I always laugh because we're not, we don't have anything great as far mm-hmm. as like the skiing's not the best snow can be, but like you're on 800 foot of vertical. That's what you're yeah. on. Like Buffalo ski club is, I want to say 400 foot of vertical and they've got three foot overnight last year. And it was like some of the photos coming out of there. You would have thought you were like heli skiing, sure. but like you hear the background story of like people who were there, you had to like be in one ski lane to get mm-hmm. speed to like burst out because it's not steep. It's not, we don't, but it's, that's like, you know, the East coast heart and whatever, but it's cold as shit. It's, it's the best. It's, you know, it's great. I, I, I haven't known a lot of people from your area. Um, so, uh, I, but I, I, I've heard, I've talked to people who've been there and, you know, like I said, very few who are from and lived in that area. It sounds like a great place. Um, and again, it's, I always say if it's 200 foot of vertical or 10,000, whatever you're getting, that's as long as you're out doing it and having a good time, you're great. And I talk a lot about tryhards who are like, dude, I would never ski friggin' something. It's only 800. I was like, why? Like, can you not get here? Can like, do you not want like, but they're just being a dick. Um, but no, 800 is great. And I've seen some of the snow pictures and some of the good times, like the winter, great East Coast vibe that comes out of there. And you can tell me if this is real or is this, I'm just being a jerk off stereotyper. But I, I remember one time on uh, it was it was footage from a news program that made it on YouTube or stuff from one of your local stations. And it was, a, it was oh, what year was I can't remember, but there was snow forever. Like it was actually snow to the point where it's getting to be dangerous. Um, So I do respect that, but it's like there was a dude. He he had some video of him. He was launching in in just his shorts, mind you, swim shorts, out of his second floor window to drop into what amounted to be several feet of snow. Like it was not dangerous for him to do that. Um, but that's the kind of vibe you got out there. These people are. That's just what you are. Winter is fine with you all, and and the yeah, outdoors is fine horrible. with you all. It's just normal. Like it gets yeah. cold and it and it it is because that's the thing with East Coast in general. When it snows, it's cold. Like yeah. it's cold. It's zero degrees. It's negative ten degrees. And we're there's frost advisories or freeze, you know, uh frostbite advisories and don't go outside. And like that's when the phone rings and everyone's like, We're going snowmobiling and we're going like we'll go snowmobiling because then we can ride X miles and then get into a a bar. So sure. we can get warm. That's like the mentality. It's it's like, oh, we won't go skiing today. We'll go snowmobiling. Or, but yeah, it's diehards, and we're just used to it. And that's, it, it's just part of it. And it's great. Like I remember being a kid, we got a lot. It seemed like we got a lot more snow. And maybe it's just the same. And I'm just six, you know, five eleven now. And it's yeah. But it's, it's a lot of diehards, and people are passionate about it. And I think what I love about this area. People are here to die in the best way. Uh, they're not just passing through. You go out west, people move to Denver for four years, or people move to, oh, I'm going to live in Breck for a couple of years, and I'm. they're always passing through. Even you get that with Stowe sometimes in Killington. Oh, absolutely. 
the people totally. here are like, I'm, this is where I live. This is home. I will travel. I will go to those resorts and I love those places. But like totally. this is home. And mm-hmm. we have, you know, we have a diehard telemark community and diehard snowboard community. And now people are really getting into uphill skiing, which is like funny. Cause I've been doing it. Not, I didn't start it, but like where I am, I was one of the few. And now I'm like, Oh, these people are, I had, I just sold my van, but I've moved on from a bus to a van to van. Mm-hmm. And I just sold mine last week, but we had such good snowpack last year that my van was, I parked it in like the same spot for like six days mm. then just exposed my zone. So like the next week, everyone was like at my zone and I was like, no, <laughs> like I blew up my own spot just by my, cause people know, you know, big fish, small pond. They know my van in this small town. Sure. And they're like, dude, if Adam's been over there at that trailhead that no one skis for the last six days, clearly something ski all over there. So I like blew up my own spot, which is just its own story. But but then I get all sneaky and I like start like just because I'll just tour. Like I don't care if I get a downhill sometimes. And yeah. so I'll just like making all these like uphill paths to nowhere so that people just follow them and hopefully don't snake my other spots. But <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> um, y- you know, you're not wrong. The touring thing, the uphill thing has gotten big uh, recently um, in the last couple of years. And then with the COVID, you know, people are like, oh, that's a way for me to get outside and get get the hell away from people. And I was like, yeah, I guess so. As long as you're safe about it, because it, 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 it does have a skill set all its own. And I've been wanting to try it, too. I haven't, but I want to. Um, you said it's big out there. Have you done it here in Vermont? Because I, maybe it's just me not paying attention, but it has gotten super huge where I didn't realize it was even small years ago. For example, um, one of my favorites now that has an uphill following is Hogback Mountain. And that's in Marlboro, just to the east of Wilmington. Now, if I assume you've come out here. Uh, Jabber's shop is in Dover, Westover. So I'm sure you, you know the area at least a little, right? right? Okay, so Hogback has a whole volunteer group that goes back and still cuts back the trails a little bit. It's a whole Vermont backcountry thing um, to a place that I remember even as a little kid, like it was closed even before I was a little kid, like when I was like a baby probably. Um, it's been closed forever, um, but it's still a thing and I had no idea. And then there's tons of other, you know, as you start to research it, you know, you, you see, you see it more and more around here, like as an East coast thing. Um, do you see that not just in New York? Like you said, it's like a big there, but it's big here. And if you, as you travel, do you see that more and more, even in like Vermont, New Hampshire, or wherever else you may end up? Like, is that a thing everywhere? <laughs> I think the resorts are slowly starting to pay attention to it uh, sure which there's a place for that like i would love to not walk up a resort ever again mm-hmm. like, that's not what i that's not why i'm walking up the mountain like i'm not sure. doing it but like stowe just released a new policy and they're embracing it and i think that's important because it's just it's allowing people to get up get their lap in before the day starts mm-hmm. and then go to work at nine o'clock which is important like i you know, I, I open my phone and there's people already on the mountain. I'm like, oh, and I'm fortunate that I don't have to clock in. So like I have all day and I'll just go 100 yards further than they went to mm-hmm. get a fresh line. But I think 
I mean, Vermont's doing a fantastic job uh, with like the Rasta trails and stuff, and that might pop into New Hampshire as well. And I think mm-hmm. they're changing the name of the Rasta trails, but um, I think it's important. Like, I don't know if you've been to Brandon Gap or familiar with Brandon Gap. It's basically Not really state owned forest that they were allowed to cut ski trails in. And like, I'm not blowing up a spot. A lot of people know of Brandon Gap. And if you don't, and you're a beginner, that's where you should go. It's a trailhead. It's marked. And there's three zones within Brandon Gap. And there's two uphills. And you take the uphills. And then there go, it's, it's like a little ski resort in the middle of the woods. Yeah. But it's all human powered. And my only thing with that is with more people in the woods, uh, you know, we have more. Just numbers wise, there's more likelihood of accidents. Yeah. Like 10 years ago, the stats of rescues were lower than now. It's not because people are unsafe. It's just because there's more people doing it. So, Uh like, of course, if you have 10 people doing it versus 100 people doing it, your odds change of people getting hurt. And East Coast, it's not necessarily avi danger. And we have avi danger, and that happens. But it's something as simple as like someone breaks a leg and doesn't know how to get out, doesn't know how yeah. to sled for their skis or not even acknowledging that that can happen. Mm-hmm. There was plenty of times that we went places that we didn't. You just don't know what you don't know. Yeah. And that's always been my thing of education is like, you know, now when I go with my friends and I go with them in Vermont, which they know the area better than I do. They're like, hey, we're entering at this is the road and this is the crossroad and this is we're heading. So they like feed me that information because if they get hurt and they're delirious, then mm-hmm. at least I know where I am and I can relay that message to a rescue. And sure. that's the stuff that like you don't necessarily learn in like a education class. Sure. I think it's just being and just being. You know, it's a bunch of hardo guys who are like too proud. And it's like, no, dude, like if you're hurt, you tell somebody. And if you're delirious or you hit your head, like, and that just comes with time with trusting who you're with and like, hey, even going up for another lap, like, I don't feel good. I have to get out of here now. Yeah. Those are things that just come in time and trusting your crew. But like, you can't teach that. So I'm just trying to like voice that, I guess. Yeah. Listening, like, don't be too proud and don't be be honest with the people you're with, because if you go down, everyone goes down. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I'd much rather get out of there early because you're you didn't have an extra peanut butter sandwich and you're going to bonk. That's Mm -hmm. okay. It happens. But let's get out of here. Let's get out now. Yeah. And I mean, New York is to answer your question. New York is behind the times, at least where I am with it. Uh Um, The resorts are very don't ask, don't tell. Like they don't want you. They know I do it. Mm -hmm. Uh, They know people call me and ask me where to go. And they won't. It won't be a problem till it's a problem. And that bumps me out a little bit. Yeah. So I try to send people on the state property, like have them walk up the state property and then just use the downhill for down. Uh, I do work at a ski shop in the winter, like one day a week. And when I sell packages to them, I try to educate them with stuff like that. Yeah. You're going to learn your, you're going to take, you know, your backcountry first aid class and you're going to take, 
but it's the little things of like you know carry a ski strap because this binding is garbage even if it, even the best touring binding is garbage they're just they're sure. they're made to be light they break you know carry you know your boots they're you think an ultra lightweight boot is like built to last they're not yeah. like buckles break and they snap because it's all what's how many grams can we get it down to so stuff like that that i try to educate and just keep the consumers just informed about common sense things that they don't think about because they're excited yeah and absolutely that's that's great that's that's all part of safety it's all part of the general umbrella of safety and doing it safe like you know when everybody got hell-bent when all the resorts closed down because of the pandemic and everybody's like i'm just gonna go i was like slow your roll there my friends you know you're gonna get hurt or you're gonna get hurt and not say anything about it which me i don't care like because some people I think are afraid of the try hard people. And I I'm very big against try hard people. I really am. I'm kind of a dick about it. Actually, I'm not going to lie, but I, uh, um, you know, don't, don't worry about what they think of you do. Like just, if you got to get out, get out, man. Like I'll say it, like I'm done for the day. See is I'm out. And for whatever that reason, I might just be bored with whoever I'm with, who knows, whatever. No, I'm not that kind of a jerk. Um, but no, you're not wrong. And it, it, it does. The education does need to be there. People do need to be safe. Um, people also, I think need to realize on the other hand that we, it is done. Like you said, you're a little behind the times in your area, but people are doing it. I think people look at it and say, all right, the, the touring thing is for the big mountain back country, Rocky mountain, Cody Townsend, you know, that's yeah. who's doing it. I'm like, nah, dude, you can do that. Like around here, one of the things a bit I'm trying to try and do this year, uh, kind of a silly bit is that a ton of the, there's a ton of farms here, dairy farms mostly. And some of them are built on hills and those hills are cut and they're mowed because the cows mow them because they're eating. I was like, you know, how great would it be to knock on this guy's door? I'm like, dude, can I go take a few runs up your hill? That's the same thing. It's okay to do it like that. I don't know. Maybe it's me. I think it's awesome. And I see people, especially people who are into the arts, like a professional photographer who can get these. And I, I think this is part of it. These glorious, just they go up pre-dawn and you're just there at the beginning of the day. It's just like, that's majesty. Like it's gorgeous. And I'm sure you've seen this stuff too. I'm sure you've done it. Yeah, I think it's, and it's definitely a flex. And I think most of those guys or girls aren't necessarily doing it. At least the ones I know, they're not doing it for a flex. They're doing it out yeah. of making time for themselves. And sure. like I said, being selfish in a positive yeah. way. Uh, Mike Hayes, I don't know if you're familiar with Mike Hayes. He's the global marketing manager for Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Okay. The photos and the footage that man gets on Mount Mansfield is unbelievable. And I interviewed him and I was like, How, like, dude, I'm waking up early. Like we're on the same time zone. I'm up at, you know, five in the winter. Yeah. And he's already like, like, you know, I look, you know, you check your phone. Unfortunately, is the first thing you do. And he's already up there and he's like getting the sunrise. And I figured I talked to him and I was like, why are you up? So he's the global marketing manager. So some of his meetings are at two in the morning. Sure. Because it's nine o'clock in Germany or whatever. Yeah. He's like, I'm up, I'm restless and I go, but that's just out of necessity. He can, he's up for the meeting, does it at home, I assume. Yeah. And then he goes skis and then he's at his office at 9am. So it's, yeah. it's, and it is, there's something about being, you know, one, it's self-accomplishment. You're just hiking and you, you've made it to the top of something that you could be like, 
there's plenty of days where you're the only person on that mountain at that time, at least at yeah. that, at that ele- elevation. And that's, that's cool. And I think I love touring so much is one, because it's say, I can't take the hits on my body anymore. I mean, I'm not that old, yeah. but I don't, I can't go ski mogul okay. for, for days when it's spring. Yeah. Sure. I'll beat the crap out of myself, but like touring, I can ski all day, have that feeling mm-hmm. of being on snow all day. And I feel good at the end. I'm tired, yeah. but like my knees don't hurt. My back doesn't hurt. So that's where I found it. And it's peaceful. And it's, it's. I don't know. I enjoy it. I think it's really fun. And sometimes I bring my camera and sometimes I don't. But it's yeah. just, it's that, it's that just finding new. Like I look at maps now and like I've, I'm looking at elevation charts and topo and being like, oh, I think I can ski that. I think that's doable. Yeah. And then you call your friends and you go and do it. It's like a, it's a mission. And even if it's 800 foot of vertical, it's still a mission. You're still like, I think this is skiable. Like uh, these pines are really tight, but then it opens up to some birch and you're like, I'm going to try to. So it's, I don't know. It's been really fun for me. And I'm really excited that people are getting into it. Sure. I just think that they have to, how do you, how do you teach that? Like, it's not the same as skiing a resort, even the woods at a resort, the woods at a resort are someone's probably skied that a couple times in the last week. And now there's fresh snow. So there's like, there is a base there. It's been, mm-hmm. when, and it's been gladed when you're out yeah. there on your own, like you're, you hook a tree, you hook, like, it's just a totally different mindset of skiing that I really enjoy. It's raw. It's just loose and fast. And to your take on farmers hills, I have a pow surfer. I don't know if you've ever pow surfed. No, it's like it's a binding with or it's a snowboard with no bindings. Sure, it is the most fun I've ever had on snow in my life. If I could pow surf every day, I would. Oh wow, that's interesting to me. Um, because every, every time I've stepped on a snowboard, I can't say. If I said it ended in disaster every time, that'd be a little dramatic, but it's definitely not something I ever got the hang of. So I stick to two plank, honest to goodness. In fact, I'll tell you what, the first time I saw someone ride a snow deck at Stratton, I almost followed the guy to talk to him um, and I lost him um, because I wasn't sure what I was looking at, a skateboard deck, and that was it. No bindings, just grip tape. I was like, dude, you're going to (laughs) die. This is impossible. And the tech's gone so far, but I grew up, uh, snowboard. I didn't actually put skis on until I was 19. Okay. Uh, I didn't put a snowboard on until I was 15 and it changed my whole life. I grew up playing, like I was pretty good at baseball. I was really good at basketball and I found skiing and it ruined my whole snowboarding, snow sports in general, ruined my whole athletic career for the better for me. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, it changed a lot for me. But snowboarding, there's there's not much better than snowboarding on good snow. Sure. There's not much worse than snowboarding on bad snow. Hmm. (laughs) I love love snowboarding. I'm passionate about it. I don't do it as much as I should, but that being said, I I mean, I get out 10 days a year on a snowboard, which is more than most people go in general. So I'm very fortunate, (laughs) but pow surfing is like the truest form of snowboarding. And if there's snow, good snow, it's un it's unbelievable. It's like floating. It's the closest you can get to like weightlessness. That's very interesting to me. Yeah. 
I've, cause I've never tried it. And again, like I said, you know, all kidding aside, it's hard for me to fathom. Um, cause I'm not the most athletically proficient, like, like you said, you know, I was a decent basketball player and I can, I could hold my own, you know, throwing a Frisbee or something, but snowboarding has never been my thing. And that's very interesting. Something I wouldn't try with a pair of skis, just throwing grip tape on a pair and going, then again, I might, you never know, but that's very interesting to me. And the, the fact that you refer to it as like a purest form, that's great. Cause I think that's a part that takes a lot of hate. Um, in snow sports, because again, it, it looks at the ne- negative idea. It brings up the word hippie and it's like, all right, calm down, dude. We're not all that. Stop. Stop it. <laughs> Stereotypes need to go. It's just fun. It's just fun. And being out there, you know, when people ask me why I don't listen to music when I ride, when I ski, I'm like, cause I want to be, it might sound kind of silly cause there's a ton of people around, but I'm, I'm in nature. You know, I want to hear the birds. I want to see the birds. Like, here's me, stupid. I was at Killington last year, way early season, and I seen a flock of turkeys walking by on Parthos Still Grass. I'm like, everybody, look at this. Like, we're here to ski. I'm like, no, we're here to be outside. Look. Yeah, it's part yeah. of it. And I don't listen to music either, so it is funny that you say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes if I have, like, a really long approach and I'm touring, I'll put a podcast on. Mm-hmm. And that's mostly just so I don't know that I'm in total pain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I think there's something... Uh, that even at a resort, that is just something special. <clears throat> excuse me, yeah. special about just being outside. Like there's power in just standing outside and ski. It is just skiing, and we just posted a meme about it's just skiing because it's it's becoming more than that, and it's becoming a social movement, and it's becoming a platform for us to voice and get some equality. And that's I love all of that. Sure, but we can't forget the core of. It's just fun. Like Patty O'Connell, he went telemark. He made fun of telemark skiing and everyone was mad at him. And it's like, guys, it's all dumb. Like snowboarding is dumb. Skiing is dumb. Like everything. It's, it's dumb, but that's what makes it fun is it's, it's just dumb and it's just fun. And we should all just be having fun. I agree 100% with that. It is just fun. And I get why people don't do it. You know, uh, when I lived in New Jersey for a while, I was like, who wants to go, you know? And people are like, "Ah, it's cold. It's dangerous. It's hours upon hours of riding. Uh, You know, there was no big snow American dream at that time. And, uh, you know, but I was like, but it's so much fun. And if you do it once, you might dig it. And there are some people who don't, you know, some people who are scared of it. You know, I tell the story. My sister was learning how to snowboard. She took a tumble, jacked her neck all up. I don't think she's done it since. And she was a teenager then. And, you know, we're not young. We're not old, but we're not young. And now that's how many years. And I, you know, I've been hurt, you know, fairly severely. You know, a month of physical therapy to recover. Couldn't stand up straight for a month, you know. So it is dangerous, but it is just fun. And once you get out there and you don't have to, you know, one of the things I push here, and I think you might agree with it, is like, as I was saying, the stereotypes need to go. We're not all rich, elitist people. You know, we're not. You know, there's people like you and me who are out there doing it for whatever. There's people who do it, a, you know, 100 year, days a year. There's people who do it too, but they both love it equally as much. It's just, you know, for whatever reason they do it. That's what I try to kill, and I think that's part of it. I don't yeah. know. Like, no, I think you're I think you hit the nail on the head because if I asked if I asked myself if I'm a skier, I would say yes. I'm sure. a skier. 
if I asked, <clears throat> excuse me, my nephew who I took once last year, mm -hmm. are you a skier? He would say yes. And if I asked my friend who didn't even, my high school friend who didn't even go skiing once last year, are you a skier? He would answer yes. Yeah. So it's this giant group of people who consider themselves, like I don't consider myself a basketball player. If you ask me if I was a basketball player, I'd say no. I spent a lot of my life playing basketball. I'm not a basketball player. But someone who hasn't skied in four years, if you ask them if they're a skier, I'm willing to bet that they would say, yeah, I'm a skier. That was like, me. It's, but it's, it's a neat way to think about it. And, you know, the, the whole goal or the whole question that we all have now is like, how do we, how do we make it more accessible? And I don't, I don't know the answer to that. And I don't know if anyone does. It's just intimidating. It's intimidating for me who skis a hundred days a year. Like yeah. sure at my local resort, it's easy. And I know it and I know the people and I know the lifties and I know, but like when I'm, you know, in the van and I'm traveling and I show up somewhere, it's intimidating. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know where to get a pass. Mm -hmm. Even if I have a pass, I don't know where to get a pass. Like, sure. I don't know what lifts are fun. I don't know what lifts aren't fun. I don't know. I have no idea. I, every time I go to, oh God, what's the one in, um, what's Mount Ellen? What's the ski resort? Sugarbush, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I get on that lift that goes to Mount Ellen that takes like four and a half hours. And I'm like, no, nah! like every time and I end up on that <laughs> lift, it takes forever. And, but like, here's like me, an experienced skier, not a good skier, but experience gets on the wrong lift to this day. And I couldn't imagine doing that with a seven year old or, uh, you know, your girlfriend that you just tried to take or boyfriend, you just tried to take skiing for the first time. So how do you curate that experience and how do you make it better? And a, a simple thing is just signage at resorts. I think, you know, somewhere like Mountain Creek in New Jersey does a really great job with signage mm -hmm. saying this is how you get to. I, I think it's south is what they would call like the terrain park. But that's important. And that's and that's like the easy way to do it. And then, you know, how do you make the rental line less intimidating? How do you make who knows? And that's a whole nother podcast. But I yeah. think, and I'm seeing it now, I recently just got into mountain biking again. I mountain biked a lot when I was younger. You know, I rode my bike everywhere when I was a kid, and then I mountain biked a bit, and then I kind of got out of it. And now this year I bought a new mountain bike, and I'm like, I'm in. I am like head first diving in. Like I am very, I'm in. Sure. And people assume because I have this platform, this podcast, and I have – X amount of followers and I'm Mr. Adam X that I know what I'm doing on a mountain bike <laughs> and I don't. And I tell them, my guys, I'm not good. I'm fitness. I can pedal. That's fine. Like I have that, but I'm sure. not good. And they're like, no, go ahead. And I'm like, no, I will be on the brakes and you will be like wanting to, this isn't me being like, Oh, I'm not good. Like I'm not good. I just don't care enough to be intimidated. Like yeah. I'm going to go and I'm going to have a riot. And what you learn is that your friends don't care or the, the, if I meet with strangers, they don't care. They'll wait for you at the bottom. You yeah. know, that being said, if you're a beginner, a beginner, sure. You're going to go and learn and take lessons, but yeah. most people don't care. Even my friends from high school who don't ski or snowboard that often anymore. They'll be like, Oh, you're good now. You're, and I'm like, dude, I just want to go and have fun. And then I'll, we'll get a $12 bowl of chili and, We'll shoot it and like it'll be great. 
that's that's why I want to go skiing. I don't care. There's plenty of days I go skiing and I don't even ski. I mean, you ski, but and I'm fortunate in that. But there's been days where you spend more time in the lodge drinking coffee with your friends than you do skiing. And that's still skiing. Yeah, that's totally OK to do it. That's what I say, too. I was like, do it the way you want to do it. Granted, yeah, it's awesome to see the park guys who are really good. Um, but they had to start somewhere, too. It's fun to watch the big mountain guys. It's fun to watch the racers. Like I've been to the race at Killington. I've seen Michaela Schifrin in person. It's 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 mind blowing almost to see how someone can make that look effortless. Where I I, I don't I don't even do blacks anymore. <laughs> like I I skied last year was my first season back in six. And I was like, I'm sticking to blues and greens. And I'm like, I'm good with that. Like, I'm not here to impress. I'm, you know, I can, all right, maybe I'll hit trees once in a while. Maybe um, when I feel comfortable with it again, Lord knows I didn't get my helmet because everybody else has one. I got it because I think I need it now, but you know, do it the way you want to do it. Have your fun. Your friends will be fine with it. And if anybody's talking junk at you, dude, just throw the finger at them and yeah. But those aren't people I want to surround myself with anyway. Precisely. I'm a 35-year-old dude who telemark skis, who mm -hmm. rides park. Yeah. Like, which is not, there's not many people who are doing that. Yeah. It's hard. It's really hard. And yeah. the group I ride with in the park specifically, they're all 20. Mm -hmm. And my favorite thing, they're the van boys. Shout out to the van boys. But they... They know if I land something that's hard for me, you would have thought I won an X Games gold. They're all like, oh, when knowingly they can all do that trick 10 out of 10. That's cake for yeah. them. But they're stoked on me being stoked. And that's important, finding people who care about that. Or It doesn't have to be park. It could be trees. It could be – I took my girlfriend in the trees this year. And she's a good snowboarder, but she's never gotten in there. And she got through it, and she took longer than I would have for sure. But she yeah. got through it, didn't get hurt, and enjoyed it. And it's like, that's what we're looking for. That's the to that's full circle. That's the pursuit. See how you feel right now? If I could bottle that, that's yeah. what I want every day of my life. So it's just being stoked for, you know, being excited for other people and not what's good for me isn't necessarily good for you. Yeah. And exactly. what, you might be really good at moguls. I'm terrible at them. If I get through and I don't blow apart, that's a success for me. And I'm having a blast. So that's, and I think people just need to stop taking it so seriously. And no one cares if you're good or bad. They just want you to have fun. And that's all this stupid sport is. We're sliding down snow. We spend thousands of dollars to go controlled sledding. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's ridiculous. If you think about it, I agree with that. It is an absolute ridiculous idea. Here's what I do for fun. I go out during the cold in the cold. Um, sometimes when it's windy and double cold, negative temperatures, I have a gear that costs way more than it should. And I wax it up to throw myself off the side of a mountain. <laughs> like it's the dumbest freaking thing in the world. Yeah. But it's a good time and it's, you know, again, it's, it's not, it is dangerous, but it doesn't have to be as dangerous and it is expensive. And I try to tell people it doesn't have to be super expensive. Like, don't worry about going like, all right, I do love Killington, but I've already looked at their day tickets or someplace at a couple days during the year. They're at like a buck 30. I'm like, what? A yeah. buck 30? Like, I can't, I'm, I can't, I can't, I can't. It's 
but people need to, you know, it's it's the magic theory. It's not, I guess it's not a theory, but like Magic Mountain, you get a season pass for seven hundred bucks, and it's arguably better snow and less crowds, and that's that's the importance of it, I think. Yeah, and I think that'll all come out in the wash sooner than later. You oh, know, yeah. the whole pass thing. It's def for someone like me. It's made skiing really affordable. Yeah, and sure, there's lines, but like I'm. On a Saturday and Sunday, I'm walking up somewhere else that hopefully yeah. you don't know where it is. So it's my yeah. secret spot. So that doesn't affect me. And that's the selfishness, sure. of, you know, true selfishness. But like an icon pass allows me to travel the U.S. and ski for essentially free by the end of the year in my head. And that's yeah. how I justify it. Because if I didn't, that would cost me thousands upon thousands of dollars. Yeah. So. Absolutely. And I agree. I'm a big Indie Pass supporter and it's such a good deal. Like, you know, I think right now, I think they're still at $299 for their base. And that's two days at 80 places in three countries. Like, you can go to Japan with the Indie Pass now. Like, it's ridiculous. And I talked to Doug Fish and we, and we talked about this in Magic Mountain again. Like, that place, and it's interesting from a personal note to see that that place is making such is, is getting such a following because when I was a teenager, it was closed. Like it had failed multiple times. Um, you know, and I grew up in Wilmington in Southern Vermont and I worked at Mount snow through high school and just out of high school. So I, you know, it's not like I didn't know it existed. I, I knew it, but it was closed and now like everybody. And, but then people hate on it. They're like, Oh, it's small. I'm like, it's small. It's cheaper. So what? It's got the same snow. You can see friggin' Stratton from it. It's the same snow, dude. And and I've never skied it, Magic, but everybody tells me it's technically ridiculous. Like, you have to know how to do it. Like, it's got steeps for days. And I'm like, yeah, dude, really steep thing. technical tree skiing. And Magic, they actually stopped it last year because of COVID, so I'm hoping they bring mm -hmm. it back. Uh, if you tour to the top, mm -hmm. And the lifty, and you go to the lifty, they'll give you a token. And then when you go down, you get a free lift ride. Oh, so no kidding. Like total bum, like ski bum. When I had the boss, like I would just hang at magic because I could do like three laps and get six runs because I'd get another yeah. token. Uh, they did stop it last year. I'm hoping they bring it back. Um, or even if they bring it back with stipulations, would be cool, like Monday through Thursday or something. Sure. You know? But it was such a cool just like way to do things like hey we know you're here we know you're going to walk up this is the route and we'll give you a reward at the top which is a free ride that's so, awesome yeah it was really cool i like i said i hope they bring it back but their snow is amazing the trees are really fun mm. and yeah magic's awesome and there's something to be said where you know where you're spending money mm -hmm. and like kind of where it's going and you can see yeah you know where it's going and like the breakfast i haven't been there in two years and like the lady cooking the breakfast sandwich is probably the same oh which oh, is absolutely which is awesome and it's like so it's cool to see where you spend your money and i think there's room for both and i think it'll be i think we're almost at the peak of this like epic icon debacle oh, yeah. and i think it'll you know it'll bell curve a little bit we're there. We're like close to the top and it's all going to like crumble and then it'll find a place. Yeah. Which I think it needs a place. Yeah. And I, and I agree with that, um, especially with the hate that's out there now 
like people this week it was powder getting trashed up and down powder corp and you know for their fast track thing and you know they got trashed and for about two years before that it was every day it was veil 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 in fact jabber made his opinions of mount snow known when we talked and um uh, and i was like dude i'm with you like screw that place whatever Magic, on the other hand, went the other way, and they're doing wonderful things. I might be talking to Jeff Hathaway soon. Uh, he runs the joint, and uh, I'm going to ask him about that because that's cool. Um, I, I had no idea how big into the touring scene they were in, but I was curious about it only because of Timber Ridge on the other side, which was open for like very short time closed up and no one's ever done anything with it there's actually like houses at the bottom of it now i know of my one of my buddy's parents lives on the road that gets to, his dad snowshoes up timber ridge um and can't find the trail over to magic so do with that what you will but it's a great place and i i i love what they're doing down there and i love what the indie pass does again shout out to doug fish who i'm a big fan of because i'm such an indie pass fan and another reason i wanted to bring that up with you because you you do get in the van and go and the indie pass one of the one of their driving forces is the um is the is the ability to explore some people's like two days at a mountain is that enough i was like when you have so many and especially for me i live within an hour to th one to three hours from so many mountains it's disgusting but um i like to explore um you know the van life parts of it have been very much uh, i find interest in that because i love a good road trip not just because I'm afraid to fly, which I am. I do it, but I'm afraid of it. But I like the adventure and the and 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 that part. And that seems to be your thing too. No, yes, yeah. I just like, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, sure. The van thing has been just fun for me, and I just really enjoy it. And I love having a place to be all the time. Like mm -hmm. I've been vanless for two weeks, and I'm like. I feel lost, which is funny because it's just like, oh, I don't, I can't just like I can't just go to a trailhead and hang out and ride my mountain bike. I still work from there. But like I don't yeah. have that right now. I don't have anything. So it's funny. But yeah, I think exploring is important and I think it's fun because you're learning. I think exploring goes to learning and you're learning a new mountain. You're learning a new thing. You're learning new terrain. And there's something to be said for home resorts, but an Indy Pass is so accessible for people. Like if you ski six times a year, unbelievable with the indie pass and like i i'll 100 going to buy an indie pass this year and i'm really excited about it but i still haven't because that's what i do i procrastinate but <laughs> um but the thing like not to touch on icon but like you know we've but that works for me because like i go to salt lake and i visit my friends like we're going to snowbird we're going to alta so that's it works it works for me but if i didn't have friends there i would just do the weird quirky resorts because that's where i want to be anyway the snow is better my buddy moved to montana this last year and the videos he sent me of like i don't know the name of any of these resorts but it was like a t-bar and he's like, it hasn't snowed in four days. And there's just people just skiing like wasty powder. I'm like, how does no one there? And like, we'll just be willing to spend $200 to go to Big Sky, but not $25 for this rope toe up this mountain that's been there for. So it's yeah. fun to support the little guys. And it's important. Absolutely. And the snow is better. It's nine times out of 10. The snow is better. Oh, yeah. No, oh, believe me, I push it hard. Like, I get it. If you have to go to. 15,000 feet and you know get a 10 mile ski run i get it i guess i understand it but don't 
sell the small guy short. Like we have Northeast slopes up here, uh, just north of where I am. And that place is hugely popular. And, and I mean, it has like the fastest rope toe in the US. Like I, I, I've seen people just grab onto this thing and like, oh, geez, get whiplash because it's legit, I guess. Uh, I'm a little I'm a little nervous about it myself, but I think that's what they have is two rope toes and that's it. Um, but you get up there all day for 10 bucks and it's the same snow, dude. Like, go check it out. Check out Magic. Check out Bolton. I mean, Killington, obviously. Love it. Stowe, obviously. Love it. Whatever. But so many more awesome places. There's a, get I out mean, there. Sorry. There's a reason that places exist. And like when people mm -hmm. come to me for, I'm like, oh, you got, if you're near Stowe, hit, hit it. Like Stowe's amazing. But like, Go even go check out Smugs on the other side. Like it's literally the same, just less people. Like it's, yeah. it, I mean, and there's a reason that those names are those names. But I think there is so much power in like going to these smaller resorts and spending money at these smaller resorts, and just it brings skiing back to just being fun. Yeah, refreshing. And but like a Scutney, have you been to a Scutney? I haven't. So Scutney was, they were a ski resort and then yep. it, it came defunct. And then I think the town bought it and they put yep. a rope toe in. Mm -hmm. And now this year they have a T-bar, but mm -hmm. I love the concept of this. So they have like race leagues and beer leagues and stuff, which gets people yeah. on the hill. But they encourage you to tour to the top. Mm -hmm. So you take the T-bar to midway and then you can earn the top half of your turns, which just preserves the snow and makes the skiing. It's just, it's it's really neat to see these smaller resorts adapt and like create an experience that is like no other. And like, you're not going to go to many places in the world where you take a T bar halfway and then encourage to put your skins on and yeah. go to the top. It's, it's awesome. And you know, it's great that you bring up a Scutney because this is a tiny little place. It's like town owned, like you said, um, you know, it's, you know, it's amazing because of how easy it is to find it's, it's exit. It's, it's, it's exit eight. Like that's it. <laughs> it's yeah, exit eight off of I-91. Yeah. Um, you can't miss it. It's, it's the biggest dang mountain right there. Like it is obvious which one it is. It's the one with every, everybody's radio antenna on it. <laughs> that place. I'm sure it doesn't, obviously it doesn't do the numbers of the big places, but it is probably loved even more. Like people love their big places, but this place, every single person who goes there is there for the place and then to ski the place. And that is it. If that makes sense, they love it. Nobody I talk, everybody I talk to now, nobody has a bad word about it. And it's teeny. Yeah. Well, they've created that. And I think that's hats off to, you know, their small marketing department and the photos that they post and the vibes that and I hate. Oh, it's vibes, you know, like back to the hippie thing, but like they've created their own culture. Uh, yeah. And it could have easily failed. And I think it would have failed if they put a six pack in. Yeah. Uh, and maybe in time they can do that. Sure. But if they would have done that off the bat, brought a big investor in and put a six pack, to, I don't think it would have succeeded like it is now. Yeah. And you don't you don't need those lifts and stuff like one of the places I'm going to be a lot because it's literally right up the road 15 minutes is Whaleback. And that place is very similar. It's bigger. It has a double chair. I think maybe two rope toes. That's it. 600 feet vert, maybe. I forget. People love the place. People like grow up there. Like you see it all the time. Like I learned to ski there. And even though, you know, Killington's an hour away, the Dartmouth Skiways, you know, 40 minutes, whatever. 
people go there um, because they love it. And you can't beat the price two bucks for an 200 bucks for an unlimited season pass right now. Plus it's on the freedom pass. So you get all three days at all those places. It's like, dude, you can't beat that. That's wild. That's great that that exists. And the beautiful part about the Freedom Pass, as someone who will travel to places, Yagu Valley in Rhode Island is on that. And that place, I've never been there. I didn't even know it existed till a year or two ago. And I'm like, there's skiing in Rhode Island. I've been all over Rhode Island, which isn't hard. But that just is sick to me. Like, that's just ridiculously sick. And people love that place, too. It, it has a huge following. And I guess during the COVID time, because nobody could come up here, that place got swamped with people from Rhode Island, Connecticut. Like they had to turn people away, not just to meet their COVID requirement in Rhode Island, but because everybody just went there. So it, it's awesome. So if you're going to be traveling, travel to all these places, I suggest them. Adam suggested, where are you going to be traveling to Adam? You got any plans? Or are you just going to wing it? Well, currently vanless. So hopefully yeah. that will be resolved in the next week here. Uh, sure. I have a phone call with, somebody who i could potentially buy a van with after this so i'm excited about that nice. uh and then i'll build a van out again so I'll, it takes me about six weeks to build a van okay that ain't bad and then as far as traveling uh i always conquer the east coast i always kind of bop around there i have a couple movie projects coming up oh, cool. for the east coast uh so that's going to be exciting and then I'll probably, I don't like to plan anything. Uh, no, that's cool. I usually head west at the, in like March, February, March and head west for like four to six weeks. I re, the only place I want to go this year is Montana. Uh, nice. I've never, I've never skied in Montana. Like I said, my buddy moved out there. So he's got like a bunch of secret little hidden gems that I really want to nice. hit. Uh, the indie pass will be huge with hitting a lot of the smaller spots and I'll still ski the majors. Like I've got a bunch of friends at, uh, Palisades Tahoe now is what they're calling okay. it. Yeah. Uh, but like, you know, skiing with friends is important. So I'll meet them there and that's where the icon will come into play. And I'll do five days at snowbird because if you've never skied snowbird, then you don't understand it. <laughs> There's nothing like it. Uh, Snowbird's unbelievable. The snow in Utah is unbelievable. Uh, that is something I kick myself for is when I lived in Las Vegas, not going to Utah. But anyway, I didn't mean to interrupt. <laughs> no, it's fine. But I don't ever usually make a plan. Um, hopefully get a van here soon. I'll When I go out west, I'll tow a trailer full of dirt bikes and mountain bikes. So it ends oh, up wow. being a six-week trip and... I'll have friends fly in and we'll go dirt biking in Moab and my girlfriend will fly in and she'll come dirt biking and we'll go skiing. And so I don't really know. I don't have a major plan. Like I said, we have a couple, I don't know if I can talk about them yet, but we have a couple film things that could be happening with the out of collective, which I'm excited about. Nice. Uh, I have a new actually ski movie that I'm in. It's a short film called day tripper with blizzard and technica. Okay. Uh, that comes out 1022. So I don't know when this is released, but that comes out this week. It's just a five minute short film uh, by Connor Davis. And I was fortunate enough to be part of it. And that's I'm really excited about that coming out. I know that's a little tangent, but off of what, but that's, I don't know. I'm really excited for, I don't know what's next and I'm excited for what's next. So awesome. Yeah. That be, if you don't need a plan, don't bother. Um, that's what I always say. 
Like, I mean, I plan some things, but you know, I don't mind winging it too. Like I know which way's West, which way's East, which way's North, which way's South. What does it matter beyond that? I don't care about that. Uh, what about your podcast? Do you have uh, future episodes of that? Or are you just winging that? Uh, I wing it. I definitely wing it. Uh, I try to like <laughs> keep it as current as possible. You know, it's usually backlogged two, three weeks is sure. like when I try to keep that going. Yeah. Um, yeah, that that's going to go for the foreseeable future. Hopefully get some more in-person interviews now that, you know, I think things are getting safer uh, and my guests feeling comfortable to come on the podcast. That would be really fun. Yeah. The new van build will have, you know, podcasting in mind. So I'll cool. be able to fit two guests or me and a guest in there comfortably. So hopefully I can like in a perfect world, we can, you know, I can show up, we can go skiing, we can record an episode, we can make lunch and then go do another lap. Nice. So that's, but yeah, the podcast will be happening for, you know, indefinitely right now. That's the plan. You know, it started as a 10 episode and then it was a 20 episode. And then now it's, I'm in, uh, we have, yeah. new, we're working on new branding and new logos and new colorways and, you know, trying to get it a little more streamlined. So I'm really excited for that to come out soon. And yeah, other than that, it's, it's, it's a loose winging it. It's not as free and as fun as everyone, you know, as you make it always sound, but you know, yeah. I have a schedule and it's busy and it's, it's really fun, but it, it allows me to be as, as free as possible all while contributing to society and working and, you know, I don't have a trust fund. So yeah, I'm hoping no. maybe I do. I'm hoping that like in like 10 years when my parents are 80, they'll be like, Oh, by the way, you're a millionaire, but an awesome. I don't think that's going to happen uh, unless they're really good at hiding money. Uh, but no, I, I, no major plan. Keep podcasting. If there's any guests that anyone wants me to interview or, you know, I think that's important for people to tell even, you know, for you as well. Like when people yeah. suggest a guest, what well, there's nothing better than that because you're one person. I'm one. I don't have a, t a media team searching instagram for people to talk to like i want to talk to 100%. everybody yeah. so don't hesitate to slide into my dms at at mr adam x on instagram or at out of podcast and say hey you should interview him or you should interview her or you know this person has a really fun story or even an idea for a podcast whether it be interviewing four local shops or four east coast shops and just getting their opinion on the ski like those are all yeah brilliant ideas that i love to hear and i can't be you know i'm not too proud but you know i love hearing you know these podcasts don't exist without listeners exactly and i agree with that and i say the same thing hey in fact that's why you're here today <laughs> other adam threw it up there when i said the same thing and i was like cool i'm on it baby yeah that's and how it works anybody i'll pester anybody i'll ask i don't i don't care i don't care how famous they are i'm a nobody I don't care. And they don't have like I have a bit. There's you know, I, there's a stand up comedian out there who tells a great snow sporting story. If I could get her on, I would. But she's a really famous. But um, uh, uh, Whitney Cummings, actually. actually. Yeah. So she, well, she's going to shoot her shot when it comes to that, because like they yeah. if they can gain your audience, even if it, and I don't mean your audience is small. My audience is small, yeah. but compared to yeah. her, our audiences are small. Yeah. But she can gain that little following. Yeah, that, absolutely. You know, it, there's value in this and there's value in just talking and being heard. Yeah. So 
that is a that's an odd story. <laughs> I, I, it's, that, that was actually for me. I'm like, wait, what? No, because I've that's seen hard. stuff like that. That doesn't happen. But anyway, Adam's going to be out wandering around this winter, as will I. Thank you, sir. We're we're way over the hour mark, which is awesome. I love that. I always loved it because I was a little nervous because, like I said, I did have to do a little research. And I was like, God, am I going to? Am I going to totally flub this on this kid? Because, man, I don't want to do I don't want to waste his time or nothing. It's on me, you know, but shit, we did it, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can talk. I have the gift of gab. Whether it's anyone, that. anything anyone wants to listen to is that I can't answer that question. Yeah. Uh, but it's I can talk. So I'll give my opinion on anything. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's fine, dude. In fact, I might hit you up again to see what you what and how you're doing throughout the season. Um, later on in the season. Plus, I do have another idea I've been talking about on Ski Rex Media doing the road trip division. And since you're a van guy and you build your own, like you're legit, bounce some stuff off you for that too. Um, but we'll be out there. If you, I mean, people walk up to them on uh, during wedding shoots and recognize them. Would you care if someone did it on a ski mountain somewhere? No, please do not be shy. Please do not be shy to slide to my DMs. Tag me and stuff that you're excited about. Tag out a podcast and stuff that you want. You know, if that if you think it's important, uh, you know, whether it be donations to someone who got hurt, like tag us in that stuff. And we want to help in any way possible. I want to help in any way possible. I want to meet everyone. I want to high five everyone as long as we're safe about it. <laughs> There's a safe way yeah. to high five because last year there wasn't a safe way to high five. And I think Ooh. we're getting there. But yeah, I am a uh, total and open book. That being said, if you knock on my van window, uh, I do live in it all winter. So like sometimes like there's things you have to do that are like you're in a van. So be conscious of any like approaching a van that someone might be living in because there's a bathroom yeah. in there uh, and you're open. You're you know, what if I knocked on your this is just a my van life hate. But if I knocked on your living room door and just walked in, like yep. assume that like that person might live in there. But that being said, I'm always open. I know that if I'm a ski at a ski resort or a trailhead that someone is likely to knock and say hello. And I'm all for that. So please say hi, tag me in your stuff, tag out of bounds. Uh, follow me on Instagram at Mr. Adam X. Other than that, that's it. <laughs> that's awesome, man. Well, thank you, dude. I appreciate it. This was awesome. As the man says, open book just be respectful of the van guys come on think before you act <laughs> it's not hard van. <laughs> exactly get them on the lift when everybody else does all right bro well thank you i love this i think this was great you had a lot to say and i honestly we could go on for another three hours easy part of me now wants to get a longer format going that would be great but i have to do i do have to for various timing issues, have to cut it between an hour and an hour and a half. But we'll come back to Adam. He's great. I'm pretty sure you're going to be one of the more popular ones. We'll see who gets more popular, you or other Adam. Um, have a good day, my friend. And we'll see you on the next one. And we'll see you on your own podcast, The Pursuit. Check him out, The Out of Bounds, The Out of Network. You can find them. It's very easy. I'll make sure all the links are there as well because I'm getting tongue-tied, trying to spit out of out of my mouth. All right, buddy. Thanks again, man. This was really awesome. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. And there you go, the other Adam from the Out of Collective. Go ahead to the website below. If you're watching the if you're watching the video version, you can see it scrolling here, Columbia, the out of collective.com for all there's all those programs, including the pursuit with Adam Sauerwine, the out of bounds podcast with uh, Adam Jabber, and then the other fine programs that they host over there. And also check out Adam's um, 
website, adamsourwine.com, his photography website. Check out him out on Instagram. All the links below in the descriptions, both audio and video versions. I really do hope you enjoyed this episode. I really enjoyed recording it. Um, and as I said, I was kind of nervous because I thought my show prep sucked this week and fucking pulled it off man so check it out check everything out for them and out of the out of collective and all their podcasts and their wonderful programs and again check out everything ski rex media related ski rex media.com ski rex media merchshop.com the ski rex media patreon at patreon.com with slash ski rex media i believe is what that is or you can just go like i said ski rex media.com and there's links to everything including the social medias instagram twitter facebook at Ski Rex Media on all of those, plus LinkedIn, also Ski Rex Media. I'm all over the place, kids, and stay tuned. We have more new episodes coming. As I haven't missed a week yet, I'm still not going to miss a week. We have another episode next week, and then we have another episode following that, both with brandy new interviews, plus I'm trying to schedule more as we go. And like we both said during the episode, if you have any ideas of people you'd like to hear on this podcast or see on this podcast, let me know, and I'll go pester that person and see if we can't get them on to talk skiing, snowboarding, snow sports, and whatever else just happens to pop up. We do throw in a lot of travel, a little bit of travel, too. Skirex Media Road Trip Division's coming, maybe, I think, before summer. We'll see. Anyway, I am Tim from Skirex Media. Thank you once again for joining me on the podcast. I really do appreciate it. I hope that you enjoy it. I've been getting good feedback, but please like, share, subscribe, comment, leave those ratings. That way I get more feedback. Plus, I like the fan interaction. It's a lot of fun. Um, and I'll answer back as much as I can. And if I miss you, pester me. I'll get you. I'll get back to you. I'm not perfect. Right? Right. Okay. All kidding aside, I'll let you go for now. Like I said, stay tuned. More episodes coming. And keep an eye on skierxmedia.com and skierxmedia's social medias for other bits. Right? Right. See you out there on the slopes. That's winter, everybody. Enjoy your season. It's already the, the snow season. The outdoor snow season has already started in some places. Enjoy it if you're enjoying it. And I'll see you out there later. Later.